I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's on a none too jabby top spiel in the Bundesliga as Leverkusen school Bayern and take control of the title race. So it has to be a big welcome to OTC Reacts. I'm Andy Russell. I'm Archie Rinter. Yes, Leverkusen three, Bayern Munich nil. Wow. So... Leverkusen are five points ahead in the Bundesliga title race after what can only be described as a comprehensive win, not just a 3-0. A 3-0 doesn't really describe it, does it, Archie? And if five years ago this weekend, Bayern were trailing Borussia Dortmund, this is kind of different, isn't it? It is, and it's different to last season as well, where it went down to the final day And even though Bayern Munich won it, it felt and still feels like Borussia Dortmund lost it. And if I compare that Dortmund team to this Leverkusen team, I think worlds apart in how good this Leverkusen team is as a unit. And that was the question ahead of this was, will they be able to play in the same way that they have been so far this season? Would they be able to repeat the performance that they put in at the Allianz Arena earlier in the season? And what they did was better because I think in that game earlier in the season, both teams were still kind of working out and and testing out each other. And in this one, Leverkusen's identity has grown so much in between in the season. Meanwhile, you see with Bayern that they... They everything they lack in that department and the fact that they had to try and copy what Leverkusen did or try to to mirror them and just how much Leverkusen were superior to them in almost every department. 
yeah, we'll come back to Thomas Tuchel's tactical repair shop in a, in, in a little bit. Um, but let's let's come uh, let's stick with Leverkusen for the moment because that, they they deserve all you the You expect clouds. to get away with that? <laughs> just, I, I, just... I, I definitely do. Maybe you don't expect <laughs> to get away with that because you got to speak to him at the weekend. But I'm safely caged. Not true. And you can come back to me on that if you want. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I, I think. We have to concentrate on Leverkusen. They really deserve it. Um, it was a, an unbelievable performance. Um, still unbeaten in 23-24, which is a, a, a remarkable record. Now, we've seen before teams shine. Teams look like they could be pretenders to Leverkusen. But when it comes to the moment of impact, when it comes to facing the ogre, it's different. This time, as you say, it was Leverkusen who set the tone and I guess the question is what does this say about Xavi Alonso's ability to fill his team with confidence and to set them up tactically because Bayern seemed caught a little bit on the hop by what Leverkusen did particularly starting with no orthodox centre forward in this big game and how much of that is Xavi Alonso keeping Bayern guessing and how much of that is the fact that he's had to adjust because of these absences that they've had in January? Because they've not had an easy January with absences for the African Cup of Nations and, of course, the injury to Victor Boniface, which is going to last a lot longer. So to answer the first part of your question, it speaks volumes about his team and and how far they've come. And... And that's that's how far they've come within the system that they play, which is is quite rigid in in the in the setup. It is always a three four two one in 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 some form. It's just how they apply it that that can be different. They will the the, the real intelligent thing for me about it is that Plan B is not changing the system. It's changing and varying up the tempo of that. And sometimes waiting out the opponent. And when I've spoken to Xabi Alonso after games, that so, so sometimes I, I see him kind of look at me and and think, not not quite. But when I've explained it like that, he's gone, yes, that's exactly what I want from my players. And I think that that's that's so important because I think as a as an opponent, what you're wanting to do is make your opponent change their game plan. And the thing that you know with Leverkusen is that is not going to happen. And even in this game, where when you saw the lineups come out, I thought, and the fact you had what ended up being a front three of Adley, Teller and Wirtz, the first time that this front three have played together this season, I thought, this is this is something. Okay, what what's he trying here? He's not gone with Frimpong uh, as, a, as a right wing back. And I think that's what Thomas Tuchel was thinking when he put Sasha Boué uh, on on the left hand side as well. So, in 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 that sense, um, I think that you, in the in the way that the game turned out, you could say that Xabi Alonso outthought Tuchel. And yeah, the 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 fact is there is still enough flexibility within that system that um, that. For, for Leverkusen to shine. The biggest point that I've taken a long time to make and <laughs> uh, I would come to is that I think in 2024, 
the the biggest learning that he's had is what kind of player does he need to lead the line in certain games? And this is where I talk about the flexibility of, mm. of that system. So he's not had Victor Boniface, who, albeit he, he left something behind uh, when it came to, to pressing, uh, that wasn't off the ball, wasn't necessarily his greatest strength. But on mm. the ball, his unpredictability where he doesn't know what he's going to do sometimes. But the benefit <laughs> of that is that the opponent has no idea what he's going to do. And he's tried Patrick Schick, who just doesn't have that unpredictability to him. Borja Iglesias, who's arrived from Betis on loan too early to say. But I think he saw the impact that Adley made off the bench against Stuttgart during the week. And he thought, you know what, in terms of the pace, but also the discipline that I think is required for the role, Adley's going to suit that best. And Teller has been a revelation in 2024 for being doing the Swiss Army knife role of coming on and doing doing the jobs. And that's and that's I think the point here is that Xabi Alonso didn't want he wasn't looking for on the ball qualities that as much in this game. He was looking for who's gonna who's gonna be doing jobs for me. And Adley and Teller Vitz he he would he would trust, you know if he if he woke him up at 145 in the morning <laughs> and said I, I need you to do this for me. He, he he backed Florian Wirtz to do that. Yeah, and I think it was really interesting what you were saying there about the idea of um, Javi Alonso wanting players to interpret roles. And he's talked about that, and he talked to me about that in November, about wanting that to be more important than the, the actual tactical shape of the team almost. You know, giving players um, the, the freedom to... In, interpret the the role themselves and I guess we we saw that a from Teller when he, he came in as obviously a slightly different proposition to Frimpong who's been so important to them this season and I, I guess th- those are the players I would really like to focus on um the scorers of goals two and three as it turned out Alex Grimaldo who was oh. set up by Teller in I guess something that Bayern would have known was coming because Grimaldo has been so incredibly important for them this season. And then the use of Frimpong as a finisher because as well as that amazing third goal, and we'll get onto what the hell Manuel Neuer was doing coming up for a, a corner with the last kick when they're 2-0 they're down. Um, but the role that Frimpong played in finishing Bayern off was was pretty big as well. You can't, you can't just leave Alejandro Grimaldo's name in the middle there and not expect me to start with him. Because I do every expect time, you to. Every time I, I just, you, you know, I, I, I just longingly look into the distance and think about that left foot. I, and all the things he can do with that left foot. It's incredible. I, I, in terms of a technique of, of shooting and doing everything with that, I can't remember seeing something quite like that. I think it's the best left foot I've seen in the Bundesliga since since Iron Robin, since um, since David Alaba, Leroy Sane. If he maybe used his a little bit more, but that's a separate conversation. I mean, he wasn't um, interested in clearing Frimpong's shot off the line with his, was he? I mean, let's be fair. <laughs> I- He's run, look, to be fair to Sane, he has run 80 metres before that. Yes, yeah. Uh, which is kind of forgotten. And it is the 93rd minute. 
We'll pin it on Manuel Neuer instead. Uh, yeah, and we can't really see from that perspective either. Grimaldo, when he went through on goal against Manuel Neuer, I've seen so many kind of knees knees start to, to shake. Mm. And he was just like, yep, roof of the net, no problem. And I think what was what was so impressive about that was was not just the goal, but if you look at the celebration as well, I've seen teams flip out when they score against Bayern. The the, the few who have then got through the, the that that boss level mm. of, of beating Mamor Neuer. But what's impressive for me is that the whole reaction from Leverkusen after everything they did on Saturday, which was spectacular. And when they play football as well, it should be mentioned, they are playing some of the best football we've seen in the Bundesliga in the last decade, at least, if not the best. Uh, there's this whole kind of, well, what did you expect? There's this kind of chest, chest puffed out and it's not getting overexcited about everything they're doing, which is a quality I would attribute to Dortmund last season. I would say in, in comparison, Leverkusen are like, yeah, we are this good. And we're not going to lose our heads. And it that for me is almost the most impressive part about it, is to be able to have this coldness of knowing that what we're doing on the pitch is special, but the secret to doing that is having the right mental switch. And mm. that flows from Xabi Alonso, first of all, because without him, no one else, I think, has that concentration. But but this did mean something, didn't it? Pretty special. I mean, we saw Xavi Alonso and his assistants and possibly a few other people celebrating on, on, on the touchline. And then he took his nine strong staff around the pitch afterwards. I mean, it's, it's not all about him, which is quite unlike a, a, a top-level coach, isn't it? Because coaches, I guess that's what, set, say, Zinedine Zidane, apart from a, a lot of top-level coaches, or a lot of winning coaches at the elite level, that it was always assumed that Zidane had just lucked out because, you know, he didn't spend ages talking about his philosophy. And actually, Xavi Alonso, who I think because we know what he was as a player and we could imagine him becoming a coach, and we could imagine what sort of coach he would become... I think people already have a handle on what sort of coach he is. But actually, he's about the teamwork. He's about sharing the praise and all that sort of stuff. How did it feel to to be in the middle of that? <laughs> when you say be in the middle of that. Look, I asked you the question. You take it from here. <laughs> Interpret as you wish. Right. Well, so being a, being a touchline reporter you're waiting to get out to your position after the game in the tunnel at Leverkusen because that's the the shortest route to your position. So I actually saw Frimpong's goal uh, from from the tunnel. Well, I, 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 saw, I saw the ball start to arc and I saw Leroy Sane. And from where I was, I was expecting Sane to cut it. So when the net rippled, I was a bit surprised as well. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I didn't have a full picture. Anyway... Uh, Straight after full-time whistle, people start moving and I start to just head for my position. The problem mm. is, Jabby Alonso's there and I, he's, he's congratulating players and I thought, oh good, I can go through this way. And then I, he turns back and I didn't expect it. So, all right, so I stop and I've got, I've got my backpack on and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go straight through the middle. Except he then keeps going 
and I crash into some sort of hug between Chabi Alonso and his <laughs> and, and a technical staff member that I can't name because I just didn't see them. And I was just like, and there was this kind of weird, like, I just heard this, oh, get out the way kind of thing. And I was like, I didn't mean to do this. I'm there some sort of like some sort of awkward human turtle um, just kind of stuck in the middle. And I just kind of like run on through and I've got my producer behind me. I was just like, you didn't see that, did you? And he's just, he's got, he's got this beaming grin being like, I did see that. I was like, oh, great. Well, I, I um, think the thing you have to watch for next is, you know, maybe this turns into some sort of urban myth. You might remember um, after the Super Bowl weekend we've just had that story that what was once in the National Enquirer about Sean St. Ledger going out with Taylor Swift because they, <laughs> that, they, they, they literally walked out of this nightclub in New York City at exactly the same time. So whether it's going to be fitness coach Archie Rintut in mm. Bill next week, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and I'll, see. I need to see the footage. Just, just quickly on the celebration, it should be said that I, for Chabi Alonso to, to go and do that sort of high-profile celebration, it took some persuasion that you right. wouldn't have necessarily seen on the telly where Lucas Fredetsky, who was leading it with the fans, you might have seen, like he had to run over and um, briefly explain the significance uh, to Alonso being like, no, 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 if the fans are calling you over, you come. You don't, you, no matter how proud a guy you are on the touchline. Mm. But it was at that point when Alonso was like, well, I'm not coming unless my coaching staff are coming with me as well. Uh, so that, that what I think was the, was the really good touch. And it does, it does show you that he, he is always making sure I've, I've asked him about the success of set pieces and he's talked about his, uh, uh, his, his assistant coach, Sebas, as he calls him, um, to for, for how how important he's been in in that regard um and yeah it 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 is very much a team effort and it, as it is at Leverkusen even if i will make the point it is a special story okay let let's enjoy the 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 special nature of it but it can only happen at a club like Leverkusen where they can't they didn't qualify for the champions league last season and because it has investor backing, they can they are able to suck that up and still make the outlay that they did on players in the summer like Hoffman, Boniface, Shaka. That can't happen at a normal traditional Bundesliga club. Mm. Um which is which is fine. But it's Although, just of course worth they did partly out. offset that with the sale of Musa Diaby, didn't they? They did. They did, but I can't think of any other club that would be able to not qualify for the Champions League and still be able to be like, okay, we can front we, foot. we can still be sure of continually making this outlay on players. Mm. I mm. and particularly since Corona, like Leverkusen are able to like equal that out and other clubs do not have that that financial power. So if this kind of shock of a team going and beating Bayern in the Bundesliga title race was going to happen, then realistically it would have to have come from Dortmund, who are not run well enough. Uh, Leipzig, who put too much emphasis on young players. Or Leverkusen, I would say. And uh, yeah, uh, but finally, but for the, I, I make it sound simple. The fact that Xabi Alonso has managed to unlock this is otherworldly. Thank you. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, you know, you know what? As well as jostling uh, Xabi Alonso's coaching team, I think you've been jostling our mailbag because um, <laughs> we've been blessed with some some uh, great um, feedback from you guys. Um, of course, you can always send it in to uh, at OTC Pod uh, on Twitter, etc. Also on Instagram under that handle. We've got one from Michael here, who's asked: Despite their beautiful, fast-paced football, Leverkusen didn't give Bayern any real attempt at goal. And maybe actually, this is a good um, opportunity for us to bridge into talking about Bayern and what went wrong. The attacking play might win them, Leverkusen plaud it, but is it the defence that wins them the league? I mean, if you think, Archie, about all the defensive pratfalls with more or less the same players over the last couple of coaches, is that a low-key victory of Javi Alonso's coaching spell? I think it's high-key. High-key. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Mariah Carey singing... Um singing that that high note in all I want for Christmas is you. Like, okay. It's 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 something to be to to be showing off about. But it's also when you talk I think too often we separate oh well well look at the defenders he's made the same out of them. Like when you are a Leverkusen team when you are this Leverkusen team it is not just about the defend it is the way that they all press as one organism. How important has Xhaka been? Huge. I, he is the he is the extended arm of Alonso on the pitch, and you see that that it's funny. There's I would say all but one player is capable of being ordered about on the pitch by Shaka, and the only player who I don't really see receiving much tactical advice is Florian Wirtz. But otherwise, when they're in a defensive situation, like you've got Alonso on the touchline dealing with whoever's in earshot of him, and you've got Shaka being like, right, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there. I it perfect I perfect because I think he still has a point to prove after what happened at Arsenal. 
And also he, he had a point to prove in Germany where he was seen as this headless chicken of a amazing player, but just would, would lose it. A friend of mine um, said after the game, like, wow, isn't it amazing to see Granite Xhaka with a brain? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because because he, he, I, I, the, the first game I saw him live in uh, was one was back in 2015. Gladbach against Augsburg, final day of the season. Gladbach could qualify for the Champions League, okay? Mm. Glad, there was nothing on the line for Gladbach. And Granit Xhaka managed to get himself taken off within the first half by Lucien Favre because the referee didn't want to send him off. He was like, look, take, can you take him off? Because I don't want to send him off. <laughs> and this was after about half an hour and the whole stadium rises to applaud being like, oh, bless, bless the little hothead who has kind of got us into the Champions League here. <clears throat> but yeah, he just, but he's managed to iron this out. And I think that it's it's amazing to see that mm. so often, you know, we as journalists will have put players in boxes where you think it's not coming out of that. And he has. And mm. and when we're wrong, I'm very happy to say it. And I wasn't sure if he was able to make this bridge. And again, it's taken the right person behind him to do that, the right people behind him, Mikel Arteta to begin with, because I don't think he becomes the player that he is now without him. Hmm. But also, Xabi Alonso. I mean, he, he has played under some real great um, idea givers in the in the game. That's a that's a German bastardized translation. <laughs> well, let's let's not let's not have the monopoly on ideas, men. Being uh, Xabi Alonso, we've got to talk about Bayern. Yeah, uh, we've got a question here True. from Takim. How long do you think Thomas Tuchel will last, considering the inconsistent form since he's arrived? And will some players? be on the chopping block. Now, on one hand, it felt like Bayern had that start again from the beginning when uh, they got rid of Hassan Salahamazic and Oliver Kahn, who didn't take it too well, right at the end of last season. And they made that decision before they went and won the league or got given it, on whichever way you want to look at it, on the last day at Köln. Now, Thomas Tuchel, to say that he's been in charge as we record, for less than 11 months is remarkable to me. I'm sure I've said this on the pod before, but so much has happened in the time that Thomas Tuchel has been in charge. And so many times, seemingly, he's fumbled for reasons and he's thrown his players under the bus and all other sorts of stuff. I mean, I think at other incarnations of Bayern and in different jobs, there would have been lots of different points during this coming up to 11 months spell where Thomas Tuchel would have been fired. That's not been the case. Is he finally getting closer to that, even though he's clearly not the only person to blame for A, what happened on Saturday, even if the tactics were really quite unusual, and for what's going on at Bayern at the moment? The first sign that Thomas Tuchel would do something along these lines tactically at Bayern that we saw most for for me most recently was uh the home game they had against Stuttgart where they changed completely how they played to negate Stuttgart now on the one hand they won the game 3-0 and in, in a in a in a very comfortable manner but you're thinking Stuttgart have a budget which is 10 times less than you and you're mm. having to do this to negate them whilst you won this battle 
the the long term picture looks worrying if you're having to bend the knee this much, and that's where yes, you do apportion uh, a sizable amount of the blame to him on on Saturday because you think about playing Sasha Boe at left back, a position he's not played in four years, for example. What a first and, Bundesliga start! I mean, honestly, yeah, but. But then again, it's also about he has he's put a lot of faith in Leroy Sane and Leroy Sane paid that back in 2023 and has not been paying that back in 2024. And the difficulty with Sane is, is that when you have the the amount of potential and the amount of ability that he's shown, when you don't show that, then you are leaving yourself open to even more criticism because people know that you can dominate a game. And when you don't, when you don't do simple things such as be switched on enough to close down Robert Andrish from a from a throw in, as Goretzka was furious at him for, then I think you're going to open yourself up to even more criticism. But even just the way he carried himself through the game, I I had Thomas Hitzelsberger next to me who just couldn't believe that with 20 minutes to go, Sonne was kind of traipsing over to take a corner, and he's like. Oh, this is why I was like, you know, they're losing. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair point. Um, but look, the bigger picture of this at Bayern and and uh, to, to answer to answer the listener question, I think that at the latest, Thomas Tuchel will be gone in the summer. Uh, there is a an overhanging pressure at Bayern of next season's Champions League final is in Munich, and even though they won the version. After that, in London uh, in 2013, the scars are still very much there. Karl-Heinz Rummenigge has spoken before about how every summer he watches the final against Chelsea um, in some sort of sadistic ritual, which very much fits in with my image of Karl-Heinz Rummenigge. And, but but it, it is still something that is burnt into the psyche and something they would gladly erase. And I think they will not go into a season. It, it, it's difficult for them to go into a season with Thomas Tuchel now and well, a, a new season when everything has happened as it has. I would add that uh, if you look at the, the problems with the squad, um, too many players in the Tuchel system, I think, are playing below their previous best that we've seen. And you and it's not so long ago that they were playing in different systems which were getting more out of them uh Alfonso Davies didn't play at the weekend but I'd include him he was mm. better under Hansi Flick Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka also and they were big fans of Julian Nagelsmann Musiala as well Comor is mercurial even if he was um uh has has had his injury problems but that's that that's a problem as well and was was better under under flick as well as as was the case for Upamecano with Nagelsmann and i think that can you play with the same conviction all the time when you're thinking but this doesn't quite work the same way it does for me and i think that there is this individualistic thinking at Bayern because they've because the hunger is not there i think that's what leads to more of this do you think the recruitment is part of that, though? I mean, obviously they pushed well, yeah, the boat out Yeah, because there's no overarching plan. Yeah, like, obviously they pushed out the boat for Harry Kane, which is great. But I think the failure in recruitment is underlined by the fact that he had no shots on target and 
18 touches in the game, which isn't a Harry Kane thing, by the way. You know, he has to be provided for. And the fact that they end up with this patched up defence, you get this guy to um, a really astute signing, I think, in Sacha Boy, who I think will do really well for them. But you get him to fix a problem position at right back. He gets his first start at left wing back. It's kind of a mess, isn't it? But on the other hand, you've got a situation where Tuchel is kind of leaning on Eric Dyer, who's not been playing for Spurs, to sort of bring it all together with his leadership skills in in that back three, which, you know, he, he did what he could. And I think you've seen some of those leadership skills from, from Dyer so far. But it's a kind of make-do and men signing. Where is the strategy? And is that the question that has to be asked above and beyond Thomas Tuchel? Because that's what this defeat at Leverkusen really looked like, a failure of strategy, didn't it? Uh, 100%. Christoph Freund is the new sporting director uh, since uh, since September, but you can't really see his his signature over the team right now. And it, it's too early. It's what's happened before. And uh, it, it's kind of murky to work out where it starts with Hasan Salihamidzic and also how much power he was being given and how much he was just an agent of Uli Hernes and and Marco Nepa and it's it's I think deliberately devoid of responsibility because the people who are responsible for it don't want to really take that because that's how that's how it works at um, Succession Bayern is is you make sure that somebody else gets the fall and oh that's a shame but I've still got the power so that's that's very much how it feels um, and I. <laughs> you'll know this, that sometimes there are things you would like that people forgot you said, um, which is a, a, a high proportion for me. <laughs> and, some, <laughs> and sometimes there's things that you remember saying where you're like, I still I still do stand by the fact that Harry Kane is a very expensive plaster for Bayern, mm. for Bayern Munich right now. And uh, sure, sure he, 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 he does the goal scoring, but do, is there any way that, that everything really fits and gels more than two players in this team right now, uh, i.e. Sane and, and Kane for the most part of the season. Musiala has, again, as was mentioning, not been anywhere near the level that he was under Nagelsmann. And and when I see him more and more ghosting into the box to head the ball, I'm like, this, <laughs> why, are, why are you using, uh, why are you using your Ferrari to store uh, crates like you <laughs> drive the Ferrari for God's sake, like it's it's bizarre. But one of the huge things to come out of Saturday was Thomas Muller's epic rant uh, on on Sky Germany about what was going wrong and sounding like a coach. And and the thing that really struck home to me is that to learn what Thomas Muller has in his career. He, he he needed to do something which no other player apart from Manuel Neuer has really done in this squad. He lost games and he lost games at key points. And that's what this newer generation of Kimmich, Goretzka, um, uh, Sané, Nabri, I know some of these have been injured a lot, but I wonder, A, if they just have that same level of quality that this past generation had, mm. but also just that 
the, the fact that Thomas Muller was was playing in a slightly more patient time with making mistakes, even if it was buy-in, like there was a little bit more space for him to learn. And there just is this expectation, no matter what, that they have to win. And when you're doing that, I, even Leverkusen, to get to the point where they are now, they needed to lose 5-1 away at Frankfurt for yeah. certain lessons to yeah. come into them. And the thing is, is that those lessons, <laughs> Bayern did that this season, but were any lessons heeded from it? And I think that the club can't accept losing. Uh, it's got to the point where it's so far ahead of everyone else. I, I'm not saying it should accept losing, of course, but the the problem is almost the distance between them and their nearest competitors because they've lost that ability to be able to be pushed by another team and they've just got so comfortable and Thomas Muller's criticism in that sky rant that he went on for me was it was not really it was it was partly about the coach but it was also just about the players around him being like why can't they think like this and and my my answer to that would be you learn to think in those situations by having the kind of career and experience and exposure to these situations that you have had and being smart enough to pick up on these things. But does the modern player think as much as Thomas Muller, who has learned these things with coaches, not like Julian Nagelsmann, who are telling you every single thing that you do, like you're able to work this out on a pitch. And I think it's a, it's a generational shift to right. this next group. That was a bloody long point. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> no, honestly... <laughs> We're having a great time. You, the listeners, are having a great time. But I, I do have to ding the bell in the OTC beer keller. But before we help you on with your coat, before I help Archie on with his coat as, as well, I've got a lot of sweeping to do and is all it, that Is it going to be a white one at this rate? <laughs> no, but well, before we go, I think we've got to get to the bottom line, which is, do Leverkusen close out the title? And does Xabi Alonso stay next season? And are the two things connected? Because there was an editorial in Built today saying, well, after the atmosphere on Saturday night, there's no way that Xabi Alonso can leave at the end of the season, come what may. I mean, for me, where do you take Leverkusen if you were to go on and win the league and cup double? And they're going to have to try pretty hard not to win the Pokal when you look at the rest of the field after they beat Stuttgart. Um, in, in that quarterfinal, that epic quarterfinal, actually, last Tuesday. What do you think? Do they win the title? And does Alonso go at the end of the season? German football is the home of previous moments of epic skullduggery. He's not letting comes... me put his coat on, ladies and gentlemen. He's not letting me put his when coat it, on. When it, when it comes to... <laughs> You can't, you can't pose a question that big and expect me to go yes and walk out. Did you learn no, nothing true. from the previous half hour that's it's happened true. here? It's true. Yeah, I <laughs> um, skullduggery such as the the mysterious leaking of Mario Goetz's move to Bayern Munich as Borussia Dortmund approach a a Champions League final. I think of. Nico Kovac's move from uh, Frankfurt to Bayern. Mm. Uh, Before the cup final between the pair. yeah. Before the cup final. And these things do have an impact on a season. So, look, there there is no way in my mind that Bayern 
have not made significant advances for Xabi Alonso. I just don't think that he's as interested in them as he is in Liverpool or Real Madrid. I think that Leverkusen will get it over the line. Even if... My reason is partly because Bayern. Bayern are... Whilst they are better than the vast majority of the Bundesliga, and we shouldn't forget, before this game, we were talking about them playing the sixth best season in the history of the Bundesliga, which wow. it didn't seem like that, but was the case. And it's still not that far behind that level. It's just they're the only team I've seen who've managed to make an 8 nil win look somehow uncertain, which tells you, <laughs> which tells you where they're at. So... If I'm answering your question, will Alonso stay beyond this summer? I still need some convincing because I'm not drinking enough of that buyer Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, look, we might have a lock-in. Let's uh, see what we've got in the barrel. Um, but uh, thanks, as always, Archie. A satisfying OTC reacts after a very, very satisfying game between Bayer Leverkusen and Bayern Munich. And roll on the rest of the Bundesliga season. Thanks for listening to today's episode of OTC Reacts. I will be back as usual on Thursday for our regular episode of OTC. We'll be joined, of course, by Dotton and by David Cartledge. Remember to subscribe in your podcast app so you never miss an episode. See you Thursday. That I would describe as an episode where we had a lot of dessert. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll re-describe it. Where I had a lot of dessert, and I'd like to apologize. Yeah, save me some apple strudel, man. I've got, I've got, I've got chocolate all around my mouth, and you're looking at me being like, "What did you do?" On the continent is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.